are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week, Monday through Friday. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson, and thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen of the day every weekday. Coming up on today's show, we've got Isaiah Hole to break down what's going on with the bubble in the NCAA tournament right there. Michigan is firmly on it, and as we pointed out yesterday, the Wolverines are the only team with three games left, all three of them, against tournament-projected teams in the Big Ten right now. So we'll ask Isaiah about that, what he thinks about the Wolverines' prospects, and the overall prospects of what are still, at the moment, nine Big Ten teams projected to get into this field. Also, we got the Big game of the Big Ten season possibly coming up later today to talk about as well. Purdue against Wisconsin. It could end up deciding the Big Ten regular season. It could have big Big Ten tournament implications. It does have big NCAA tournament implications. We've got to get dive into that game as well too. But first we'll get you into everything that of course you may have missed over the last day here in the Big Ten. Only one game in the Big Ten yesterday. It was Iowa against Northwestern. The number 24 Hawkeyes had their senior night. And to be quite honest, the senior night could not have gone really any any better. It was a huge, huge win for Iowa. The final score, 82-61. to 61. Northwestern just didn't really have anything for an Iowa team that was really, really ready to play. Uh, final games for Buchanan, McCaffrey on that court for Iowa City obviously means a lot for head coach McCaffrey as well. But it, it's a huge night for them. Even one of the managers that was a senior hit a half-court shot at one of the timeout breaks. I, it was a blowout win. Not much to say about the game. But if you were an Iowa Hawkeye fan just looking for a meaningful senior night and one to remember, I mean... I don't know if you could ask for anything better than what you got there in that one. So good to see that, of course. Other news coming out on the women's side. We mentioned the women's Big Ten tournament bracket yesterday. The NCAA tournament bracket projections, which is releasing top four seed lines, so the top 16 teams in the tournament project right now. Big Ten right now has four of the top 16 seeds as things stand. A big jump for the conference that in previous uh, releases from the NCAA committee had only had two teams in the top 16, Michigan and Indiana. Now Maryland and Iowa join those two teams in the top 16 as well. None of those teams are the top seed in the Big Ten tournament, though. That's the Ohio State Buckeyes, who do not get into that national list of top 16. Uh, Just another testament to how deep this Big Ten is. Couple of things to clean up. Keegan Murray named Big Ten Player of the Week last week, the fifth time that he has won that award. That is a record for an Iowa Hawkeye. Passes up Luca Garzas. It was a huge week again for him. He had won it previously in November, December, January, and twice in February. This being the last time in February that technically counts. We are March 1st right now. But he gets Player of the Week. It was 21 and a half points in the week for him, shooting 57% from the field, averaged on the week. So he, he obviously took care of business. 
Let's look around what's going on in the Big Ten right now. Again, we got to talk about this big game between Iowa, or I'm sorry, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Purdue. We're going to get into that to end things. But first, the bubble is still, in my opinion, the most important thing going on right now. Three teams still firmly on it. And we got to talk to Isaiah Holmuller about Michigan and everything else going on around them here in just a minute on Locked On Big Ten. Nate Dickinson back here with Mortatelia on Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They've got everything that you need for all of your protein needs to get you through the workout, through the day, whether you just want one of their classic tasting, again, like it's a candy bar, protein bars that they have with 100% chocolate, or you could get the powders to pour into a drink or the little gummy shots that you can just shoot right into your mouth and get a shot of energy to get you through the day. It's got the protein that you need to stay productive, but none of the junk that can drag you down later and just isn't healthy for you straight up. It's again, more than 15 grams of protein in all of the bars with less than five grams of net carbs and sugars, all the stuff you need, none of the stuff you don't, all the flavors you could ever ask for. You want to head over to built.com right now use our promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off they're knocking at the door trying to get in to get built bars hey here on locked on big 10 alongside the host of locked on wolverines isaiah hole i'm nate dickinson we're going to talk about wolverines basketball as we get into the last week of the season here i don't know if you knew this isaiah i kind of went through it yesterday and of all the teams in the big 10 that at least have tournament aspirations still there's only one that has three games left to play against three tournament projected teams. It's the Michigan Wolverines. And right now the Wolverines sit squarely on that bubble. It's not going to be easy. Where are you at with where this team is at right now, both in the bracketology and how they stand in the field of 68 and projections and how you think it's going to play out here this last week or so? Well, I mean, obviously we're seeing a lot of different projections safely in to first four out. Uh, 11 seed kind of seems to be where Michigan is projecting. And uh, I think that's fair, right? I mean, they have to earn their keep. They do have uh, the giant win over Purdue. Uh, they had a, had a really good, although it's not necessarily holding up like it looked like it could uh, win against Indiana on the road. Uh, this is a Michigan team that it, it, it seems like any given day they can they can beat anybody, but then they can also lose to anybody, you know, got ran off the court in Piscataway essentially in early January before doing the same thing to them, to Rutgers uh, last week held strong against Illinois, you know, came within two points in the waning minutes uh, on Sunday. Uh, so it, it's, this is a team that it, it's, it's still kind of growing and trying to figure out what it can do. It has not played the greatest defense, but, when its offense is clicking, it can beat anybody. The problem is on the other side uh, of it is that it can't shoot sometimes. It's just, it's, it's a team that against Purdue, it was hitting like 70% of its shots essentially. Uh, but then you, you, you see these other games where they're not hitting threes at all. They don't, they, they're so streaky. Uh, so it's, it's a team that just is very inconsistent. And then when you look at the way that the rest of the schedule bears out, I mean, the, like you said, those really tough three games, um, they, they do have a win against Iowa already. So, and that was on the road. So that certainly that, that helps the confidence with them coming to, to Chrysler here on Thursday. Uh, but then those other two, Michigan State and Ohio State, I mean, those are daunting challenges, but I, I think that they need to obviously get at least one because I mean, yeah, they got, they got the Rutgers game. They lost to Illinois. If they can get a win against Michigan State or Iowa, 
uh, Ohio State seems like it might be a little bit out of reach, but at the same time, again, we've seen them beat Purdue. I think Purdue's better than Ohio State personally. So it's just a matter of showing up. If they can get one of the one of the last three, uh, then I think that they've got a good shot. I think if they get two of the last three, then there's no doubt. Then then obviously all bets are off if they make an NC or not NCAA, but the uh, uh, they make a Big Ten tournament run, then all bets are off anyway. Going back to just what you mentioned about being able to play with a team any day and without a team another, it seems like that argument wins out, doesn't it, on Selection Sunday more often than not? Like when it comes to the teams like a Michigan compared to maybe like a mid-major school or, or a school with less of those kind of games on the schedule, a Michigan team that has and with most Power 5 teams on that bubble have at least a few of those big wins, they always go into Selection Sunday saying, hey, you want us in the field because we can make a legitimate run. We can legitimately make it to the second weekend. I, I just feel like that argument wins out more often than not, doesn't doesn't it? I don't know. I mean, I, I think so, and I think it certainly helps Michigan that they play in the Big Ten Conference, which is one of the toughest, if not the toughest, conference in all of college basketball. Uh, it, it's just absolutely stacked because you can't you, – like, I, I, I see – uh, our, our friend, our former friend, I know how you want to refer to him with, uh, with Asher, but he always, friend. Like, <laughs> no, no, he's, we, we got rid of him. He's not a friend anymore. All right. <laughs> um, no, but like, it's, it's one of the, like he, he talks about, even though he talks about the, you know, he's those, the big 10, he always talks about the, uh, I, I can't remember the name of the conference out there, but, uh, you know, the one that has uh, Pepperdine and Gonzaga sent all, and all of those. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And it, it's, it's one of those things where, where if those teams, any of those teams, Gonzaga, in my opinion, included were in the big 10, they would be middling, right? Because it's like, they don't have to go up against the best of the best of of the best every single week. It's not even week. I mean, sometimes like you look at this stretch, this five game stretch, it's insane, right? Like it's, you know, Rutgers, Illinois, Michigan state, Iowa, Ohio state. I mean, those are, you know, Rut- Rutgers is, is, has got a really good record, but not a high net rating, but I mean, it, that's still a tournament team in my eyes. And then you've, you've got four other tournament teams that you're going up against. It's insane how much that uh, the big 10 has to go up against on a weekly basis. Whereas like, if you're, if you're in the WCC and you're playing St. Mary's, I mean, that's, that's not the same, you know, or Santa Monica college. That's not really what in the conference I'm just, using hyperbole now, but it's, it's just not the same. So yeah, I do think that when you have that, the type of schedule that Michigan has, I think it's fair to say like, all right, are they competitive, you know, or are they winning some, at least enough big games? I I think that that should be enough to say yes, rather than bringing in, you know, some random hopes that they'd be a Cinderella. And you see that Big Ten get rewarded as a result of that throughout the season. More and more teams get up there. Rutgers it plays its way into a tournament bid, at least as it stands right now. And Indiana has chances to be able to keep its tournament bid if it can just win the games it's supposed to win really the rest of the way out. But you have a team like Michigan as well who has a really tough time getting there. As you kind of look at the field and you look at where Michigan's at again. I want to know, like, where's your over-under on how things have to go, I guess, to feel confident for me. I, I guess what I'm saying is like, you got three games left. If they win one of those games and then say lose the first game they play in the big 10 tournament, that's where I'm kind of like, all right, I really don't know. That's when it gets like a toss up. It'll see whatever happens with everything else. Where are you at with like 
all right, anything more than that, I'm happy. Anything less than that, I'm pretty nervous. I think w- w- at least one and one. W- win one of the last three, uh, and uh, and then the at least the first Big Ten tournament game. I think that's you do that. I think you're in. I mean, that's not that's not necessarily what I say would be a full success for Michigan. Obviously, right, a success yeah. for Michigan would be, I think, two of three, if not all three, uh, at you know here down the stretch, and then at least winning two games in the Big Ten tournament. That would be the to the point in which I'd say, okay. That's they are really truly trending in the right direction. They're capable of making a NCAA tournament run, not just getting into the tournament. And you know we've seen that before. We I, I hearkened back uh, on the Lockdown Wolverines, but the much uh, maligned Lockdown Wolverines podcast right now because I kind of ripped Ohio State. So <laughs> their their fans are having a lot of fun here. Um, but nonetheless, on my last podcast, I was talking about the. Um, uh, I, I was talking about the 2017 season and how that was a team that in it all through February, it looked like a team disinterested in playing basketball. And then they won the big 10 tournament and went into the, uh, if memory serves, or at least made a run in there and then went and was like the team that no one wanted to face in the NCAA tournament. They advanced to the second day and I mean, they lost in the sweet 16 to Oregon and in a close game, but it's, you know, that's one of those, those types of things like teams can get hot right now. They can look completely different. We've seen Michigan teams do it. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see if they can, can find a way to, to win a couple here and then readjust to bring Jawan Howard back in the big 10 tournament and win a couple there and see where they go from there. All right, before we let you go, Isaiah, I, I did pull up just the schedules up for everyone else that we had from last game, just because I wanted to hear the, about these nine teams the Big Ten have. Do you really think that they can get all nine in? The only three really in question are Michigan, Rutgers, Indiana, and if you ask me at this point. But the thing is, Rutgers and Indiana have to play each other still. Then Rutgers has a game against Penn State that should be, again, hopefully a win. And then Indiana has Purdue, too. So I, I don't know if the schedules work out at least there, I don't know if you, you were able to sort through all the words and teams I just threw at you kind of, but there's two teams really other than Michigan who have, I think any sort of question as to whether or not they're going to make it and are still right on that bubble in Indiana and Rutgers Uh, with them playing each other. I feel like the committee is just going to, with that late game say, all right, the winner of this game has a huge advantage going into at least the rest of that uh, scenario season. But I don't know. I don't your thoughts. If you have any, I mean, absolutely. They, they definitely, what winner of that game absolutely has that opportunity, but like you said, Indiana has Purdue and then Rutgers has Penn state, Penn state's obviously no slouch. They've, they've beaten, you know, they beat Michigan state in a game that looked like I actually watched Mm -hmm. that game. I don't watch a lot of non, you know, the, the conference games that aren't Michigan, but uh, it's one of those things where Penn state can beat anybody at any given night. Penn state gave Michigan a run It looked, you know, on the road here at, in Ann Arbor, and uh, yeah, it's it, it just it, uh, it, it it's I, not only do does whoever win that game have an inside shot, but that they still have to be able to take care of the other teams on their schedule. If Indiana loses to Rutgers, but then beats Purdue, I mean, all bets are off. Right, right, yeah. It, it's there's opportunities there for I think all nine times teams to even be kind of safely feeling in on Selection Sunday, but I I, I just don't feel like the schedule is there for it to play out exactly that way for uh, everybody but again we'll see 
what ends up happening. Obviously, a big rivalry game, Indiana, Purdue, all sorts of stuff to think about going into that, including a big game between uh, Purdue and Wisconsin tonight. Unfortunately, Isaiah won't be watching that one either because Michigan has a big game against Michigan State for him to keep an eye on, too. So we'll talk more about that game in just a minute. Again, uh, Sparty coming up tonight, Isaiah. I mean, big opportunity to win this one. I mean, all right, let's talk about this one game, this game against Michigan State. If you win this one at home, how safe are you feeling? I wouldn't necessarily say safe, but I, I think it would be a good chance. Uh, I mean, Michigan's ahead of MSU in the net ratings last I saw. Uh, actually, I didn't see yesterday, so maybe that's changed because um, I think that's they updated yesterday. But last week they were. And uh, Michigan State's had its ups and downs. Michigan's favored by, by five, which almost kind of surprises me. I understand the records are relatively similar. Michigan State has not played the the best basketball uh, in as of late, aside from their uh, the the buzzer beater a couple days ago or last week, whenever it was. So it's it's one of those things where for, for if, if I'm Michigan, I need this in the worst way. And I mean, you're still doing it without Jawan Howard. Uh, you got run off the court in the Breslin Center. And it, it's, but you know, the, this rivalry, it's always weird, like how different it is. It, it really is kind of a home team rivalry, but we've seen obviously Michigan state get wins in Ann Arbor. We've seen Michigan get wins in the Breslin, not as often, but it, it's, it's funny how different these teams play uh, when they're at home uh, against each other. So uh, if, if I'm Michigan, especially cause it's a rivalry game, I think that in basketball, you, you want the Michigan state game more than Ohio state. I mean, just to be honest, it's uh, if you're Michigan, it's, it's way more amped up the Ohio state rivalry in basketball. It's just kind of there, you know, it's, it's kind of like the, how the Michigan state football rivalry is with Michigan. It's they, they kind of flip in basketball. So I, I think that if you're uh if you're Michigan, you really want this in the worst way. The only issues that I see for, for Michigan, uh, are the, you know, the common things we've constantly seen, the inability to shoot the defense. And then also they, they very well could have tired legs. They just put everything out on the floor the day before yesterday against uh, Illinois and what was certainly an emotional game. So it, it's, it's going to take a lot. And uh, it, I think that uh, Michigan will make it much more of a game than it was in East Lansing. We'll just see if they th- can actually win it like they're favored to. It's going to be a really good one. I'll definitely be switching between that one and Purdue, Wisconsin later on tonight and what's going to be a really just good night of Big Ten basketball to watch later on as a whole. We'll talk more about that Purdue, Wisconsin game here in just a minute. Thank you again, Isaiah, for coming on with us and remind everyone where they can get a hold of all the stuff that you're up to before we let you go. Uh, Lockdown Wolverines uh, normally would promote Wolverines wire, but if you really want to get in on the comments and Get angry if you're a Buckeyes fan or hyped if you're a Wolverines fan. Go to the Locked Up Wolverines podcast, especially the YouTube version. We'll have Isaiah back on next week. Talk more about whatever ends up happening throughout this week as we get closer and closer to Selection Sunday. Thank you again, Isaiah. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Well, March Madness is only a couple of weeks away, so that means it's time to start thinking about how you're going to be running your bracket pools this year. We suggest heading over to runyourpool.com. We've checked all the sites, taken a look at what everyone has to offer, and Run Your Pool is just the best out there. Not only do they have great customer support to make sure that running your pool is smooth and goes along without any hitches, but also they have new ways to play. 
if you don't like the traditional bracket or just want something more to do too, people can't get enough of this bracket stuff. Head on over to Run Your Pool. You can play Survivor games, traditional brackets, uh, weighted picks, all sorts of stuff like that. And if you run a business, you can play with your employees at Run Your Pool. You can get customers at Run Your Pool by running promotions to get them involved as well. And you can get money off of the pool that you run right now if you use our promo code Pure Madness. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, cash prizes again, you can go to runyourpool.com slash locked on two. So that's two little ways for you to get a little extra here from locked on. One, while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter pure madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool and play with us as well by heading over to runyourpool.com slash locked on. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on. All the rules and details will be available there. Again, it's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize by playing with us. We could look forward to seeing and beating you there. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Finishing things up here for the day, Nate Dickinson with you, and thanks for making the show your first listen again every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're previewing Purdue and Wisconsin here as the Badgers and Boilermakers face off in Madison. Wisconsin took the first meeting of these two teams in West Lafayette at Purdue's home court. Boilermakers trying to get some revenge here tonight and prevent Wisconsin from clinching at least a share of the Big Ten title. But how will this end up playing out on the court, actually? I think that one key player is going to be Purdue's Zach Eady. He had a big night last time out against Michigan State, 25 points in that game, and had 24 points the last time that Purdue played Wisconsin in that loss. Badgers did not really have an answer when Purdue was able to get Edie in position with the ball down low, whether it was him scoring any one of his 24 points or helping other Purdue players get in there as well. Other things that could be big here for the Purdue side is they need to start shooting a little bit. I think that you look back at that loss against Michigan State and Purdue fans will cite that they just weren't hitting the shots, which is true. But also, they weren't really playing a very clean game of basketball. There were turnovers that aren't typical of a Purdue team like this, and they really, really did struggle to kind of find their rhythm. I think they don't really have to play all that much better than what they did against Michigan State in that three-point loss to be able to at least have a close game here at the end against Wisconsin. Uh, again, maybe the Badgers can use the home court advantage and, of course, a huge, huge chance to clinch at least a share again of that regular season title here tonight. There's going to be plenty to play for, and it's going to be an electric environment there up in Madison for sure. So if the Badgers build a lead, I can see the way in which Wisconsin pulls away here at the end, but I just don't see it happening if Purdue can just find a little bit of a rhythm. Yes, if you're a Boilermaker fan, you're concerned about what that shooting's going to be like, how does it bounce back, but you have to be thinking that it won't be as bad as it was on Saturday, and that at the very least, Purdue's going to be able to use these few days to clean up whatever it was that Michigan State was able to mess up so much. But again, I think it's going to be a good game. I think if Purdue plays its game, it is the better team. Boilermakers are the favorites on the road. But as it stands right now, you have to think that at least going into this game, Wisconsin has the momentum. All this at stake here tonight, a five-game win streak going with it too. Purdue's, of course, coming off the loss and already lost at home to Wisconsin before. So if you're thinking about that kind of stuff, yeah, it's easy to say that the Badgers could easily win this game. But I do think Purdue's the better basketball team. 
we'll see, of course, how they execute. That's been the question mark with the Boilermakers all year. We'll talk more about it tomorrow, of course, here on Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson, here every Monday through Friday. Women's tournament starting up in a couple of days. we got to talk to more people about that. And, of course, only so many days left of men's games to go over, too. So we got to get more in-depth every single day that we get into those more. That's coming up tomorrow more here on Locked On at Big Ten. I'm Nate Dickinson. Until then.